Welcome to Jerusalem Talks, a podcast series produced by the Jerusalem Center for Public Affairs. I'm Adam Shai, online editor. In this series, our fellows and experts will take up the challenges facing Israel and the Middle East. Join us as we explore and explain the important issues from this complex region. Ambassador Gold, uh, would this be in Israel's national security interest to have U.S. recognition of the Golan? I believe U.S. recognition of Israel's sovereignty on the Golan would unquestionably be in Israel's security interest. Look, everyone talks about Israeli forces staying on the Golan Heights. That's in the famous Ford letter from 1975, repeated again by James Baker's letter before Madrid, repeated again by Warren Christopher's letter to Israel. So that, that concept is a bipartisan concept. Now let's use our, our minds for a minute. How do you keep Israeli forces on the Golan Heights if people think it's Syrian sovereign territory? I mean, I don't think a seminar at Harvard Law School could figure this one out. I think- well, That actually may be the last place you'd want to figure it out, okay. but that's, a, that's neither but here nor what there. What I am saying is I the best way to assure- As a Harvard guy, I got to object to that. <laughs> the best way to assure that is to do the logical thing and assure Israelis' sovereignty, and that will protect the Israeli military presence that almost everybody agrees must be continued particularly when you're at the end of a war in Syria where a number of countries are now going to come and say, okay, how do we create a new order in Syria? We get rid of the Israelis and the Golan. Prevent it. Establish Israeli sovereignty. Ambassador Gold, how important was President Trump's decision to move the embassy in Israel to Jerusalem? It was extremely important and extremely appreciated by the vast majority of the people of Israel. Now we have uh, Assad's regime, a campaign in southern Syria, obviously threatening uh, Israel's sovereignty. What are the implications of that? Well, again, the current campaign, which Assad's people say is to recover Syrian territory from ISIS, is really part of a much wider effort of the Iranian axis, which they call themselves the axis of resistance, to establish, establish this land bridge across the Middle East, which will enshrine Iranian hegemony in the region. That should be our point of departure. And, you know, if some Arab states are not willing to come to this committee and extol the idea of Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights, it's because our diplomatic work, and I was involved in Golan negotiations for the State of Israel. I was involved in contacts with the Arab states. You can reach agreements quietly, but not publicly on a lot of sensitive issues. I don't believe that suddenly Bahrain or Saudi Arabia or Kuwait or the UAE would downgrade their relations with the United States because the United States recognized the Golan Heights as Israeli sovereign territory. To the contrary, you would be serving the interest of the anti-Iranian group among the Middle Eastern states. Exactly, and that's why uh, we have a role of leadership in this whole question. So how, do, how would the, the question of Golan sovereignty factor into what currently Syria is doing? Well, there would no longer be a question mark about the Golan Heights. 
that if the Syrians could launch a surprise attack and seize some territory, they could move a diplomatic process that allows them to take Golan territory at the end of the day. That would be defeated. It would be clear that the United States is on the side of Israel staying on the Golan Heights permanently. And I think it would deter aggression rather than stimulate it. I, I agree with you, Doctor. This has been a uh, great uh, testimony uh, that we've all provided. I appreciate that. But I do want to uh, focus in more than we have so far on Iran and Iran's designs. Has the status quo changed? Uh, Ambassador Kircher, you mentioned the status quo. Uh, for 50-some years, Israel has been maintaining a status quo, you say, and a happy status quo. I've heard that phrase. But haven't things changed? Could you comment on whether the status quo has changed to the point where the U.S. policy should change? And the fact of the matter is that the Iranians are planning on building a a very large army. Now, these Shiite militias are trained and equipped by Iran and deployed in Syria. The goal, according to General Soleimani himself, is to get to 150,000 men. Now, remember, Israel does not keep the whole Israeli army on the Golan Heights. It has a small blocking force. The number of soldiers it puts there is classified. But after 48 hours, we get to full mobilization, and then we can withstand an attack. Now, if there is a massive Iranian force in the next five to six years that develops in Syria, that plans to attack Israel, is Israel's dependence on the Golan Heights and the initial terrain conditions that the uh, Golan presents to Israel will become more vital. There's no alternative to Israeli uh, military presence on the Golan Heights, enshrined, protected diplomatically by Israeli sovereignty. And by U.S. recognition of that sovereignty? And U.S. recognition of that sovereignty. That would be the uh, strongest defense of Israel. For Jerusalem Talks, thank you so much for joining us.